Welcome everyone to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And come on to the casino because we're about to talk all things Star Wars and geek. So grab a blue milk. And get some wampa jerky. Pull up with your favorite tauntaun. Because we are about to get things started. You may want to buckle up, baby. Welcome everyone back to the Canto Cast. I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And today we have a little bit to catch up on because we have had to take a brief hiatus just due to some scheduling conflicts recently, but it happens. Schedules are tough and seem to be filling back up as we kind of roar back to life here in the States. But on that same token, Jeff, how have you been recently? I've been good. I've been good. I'm happy to say that I got my second shot of the vaccine yesterday so i am officially fully vaxxed up so good good i'm good to go i guess as they say yeah that is awesome i i am looking as well into getting it i think i might go for the uh moderna or the uh pfizer vaccine yeah Um, yep i just don't know when i'm going to do it i i didn't really want to do it during the school year because well all the classes are pretty much on zoom anyways but I've heard it really takes you out for a little bit, and I can't really afford to be out for a a few days. Um, Unfortunately, school does not wait around, and I have finals coming up in two weeks, so I'm really just kind of focused on squeezing out, you know, last little bit of class, and then from there, I'm uh, probably going to be looking to, to get it here in the early summer, but until then, I'll just have to be extra cautious and just continue to do what I've been doing because I've been out and about as needed in public working and everything else. Um, Haven't caught it, done a good job with that. I've worked part-time all throughout the pandemic, haven't caught it. So just continue to do what I'm doing. I'm I'm sure I'll be fine. But yeah, just follow the guidelines that have been there ever since it started and people should be fine. Yeah. yeah, But unfortunately, not everyone does that. So yeah, I mean, there's, it's quite a bit, uh, it's definitely a big talking point here in the States, and each state has their own thing, of course. Um, yep. Texas had all of their mask stuff officially removed. Uh, not that much has changed, though. I think I even said that last time. Like, It's just been kind of same old, same old, you know? I guess, like, businesses to require it. And I don't right. know. You know, it's yeah. just kind of, life goes on, I guess. There's nothing really from, happens. <laughs> yeah, from the yeah. stuff I'm, at least, I guess... I don't know if this is everywhere or just Pennsylvania, but stuff I've been hearing is after you get your shots and you're fully vaccinated, they give you that vaccination card. Yeah. Proving that you've been vaccinated. And some businesses, they said, will, will, you know, they're leaving it up to them, I guess, saying, hey, we're only going to allow people that have been vac- fully vaccinated into our facilities so they don't have to wear masks. Yeah. So, and you would have to show your card to get in and blah, blah, blah. So, I don't know if that's for everywhere, and I don't even know if it's true. It's just something I overheard somewhere. Yeah. So, I made sure that I'm, I started carrying my card in my wallet with me now, so in case it is true, I'm like, yeah, look, I can come in. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, and yeah, it was nice. I, like I said before we started, we before we hit record, I was at my great niece's third birthday party this afternoon, 
awesome. at my sister-in-law's house and it was nice to see my whole family there and none of us had to put on masks because everybody in my family is fully vaccinated but well my wife has one more shot to go but that's in a couple weeks so yeah you know we we were all vaccinated it was nice just to hang out normal oh, and yeah. yeah we yeah mainly we were outside because it was a nice day but still we weren't you know worried about putting masks on so you know nobody catches it and stuff like that mm-hmm. so yeah it's starting slowly get back to some kind of normal around here oh yeah but Definitely. yeah well in pennsylvania there's there's still you know you go into a public place put your mask on and stuff like that yeah because so, not everyone you know is getting the vaccine so and they don't know who has and who hasn't so why not keep enforcing the mask rule yeah no, that's true um i mean the, the numbers seem at least I, in, in my local town the numbers have been declining uh, recently so uh, my town's doing good we've stayed under you know 500 cases um for a while now we have a population that's that's uh, i don't know our, our population is weird because it's a college town but it's somewhere in the neighborhood between like 115,000 to 150,000 probably so right we're under 500 cases and we've been declining since so we're doing really well i feel i mean perfectly fine i've been you know with friends without a mask on very comfortable all of us have yeah been testing negative i also get uh COVID tested at least once a semester for work those always came back negative so i mean i think that everyone is doing a really good job with managing it so yeah see yeah. that that's one thing I think that's going to be part of the new normal after we fully get back to some kind of normalcy is it's it's almost going to be like a flu shot situation. It's going to be when you go in for your annual or if you go in, you have to go in every year and get a COVID test to make sure you're still, you know, clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So it's just probably going to be the next flu, you know? Yeah, there will not be a COVID season. Uh, you might we just might just get the flu or COVID, and that might bring us out of work for a week or something. And you know, eventually we I guess we got to hope that our bodies could naturally learn to fight it off. You know, and just get stronger and better at it. But um, yeah. it's new, so who knows? <laughs> yeah, it can go anywhere, unfortunately. But yep. Um, but with that said, we can go ahead and hop into our our nerd and geek stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Enough of this real world stuff. Yeah, too too much, definitely. Uh, but um, I guess in the in the neighborhood of Star Wars here, we are rapidly approaching May the Fourth, which is great mm-hmm. because we're definitely getting Bad Batch, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, and I think, actually, now that I think about it, did they confirm the amount of episodes that are going to be in the show, or at least in the first season? I have no idea. All I heard. I don't know if it's true, but I've been hearing it on almost every Star Wars podcast I listen to that the very first episode's like maybe like 90 minutes long. Oh, wow. Which is an hour and a half. Yeah. So, it's like a movie? I mean, that is right feature film length, isn't it? Yeah, and some people were speculating because 
you remember when Clone Wars the animated series started, it actually officially started with a theatrical movie. movie. Yeah. But if you actually watch it, it is sort of like three episodes put together. Together, yeah. And they're hoping that that's not what this is. They're hoping that, oh, they didn't just go paste three epi- the first three episodes together yeah. and telling us it's one big, you know, big premiere. Yeah. And but I don't know what to think. I I don't know if I want this to be true that it's 90 minutes long or if I'm like, no, just go back to like 35 40 minutes regular episode. Yeah. But I don't know what to think. But after seeing the latest trailer for Bad Batch, yeah, I'm really excited. I mean, Rex pop I think pop there in the trailer. They revealed him um obviously oh Phoenix Shan from the Mandalorian she's gonna be in there. Yeah. And everybody's talking about this kid that's in this new trailer. Did you see the new trailer? Um like new new, I don't know if I did. I think I saw the original one, like the, the okay. big first one that came out. Yeah, this new one, they go to Camino. Okay. And as they're on Camino, I, I'm pretty sure this is Camino post oh, 66. Oh, is this they pick up? Yes. Yeah, yep. yeah. Okay, so I did see this trailer. Yep. Yeah, and it obviously post 66 that they pick this guy up, this kid up. Yeah. And they, if you notice his name, his or her, I'm not sure. I can't, you know, determine what gender it is yet. Yeah. I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing. Right. But... Their name is Omega. Okay. Which I believe is the last letter in the Greek alphabet. I'm not sure. I don't know uh, ancient Greek, so. <laughs> but, okay. and people are speculating, could this be some type of clone? Mm. A, from a different host. Because obviously Django was killed in episode two. Right. So... And this was the last clone. That's what, hence the name Omega. Okay. So I, mm, it's really intriguing. People are saying it's Palpatine's clone. Like he ordered it and it's technically his kid. And I'm like, well, would that make that kid either Ray, Ray's mom or dad? I mean, in theory, yes, because if that, clone had a kid and that kid could have been Ray. Like that's the way it would be stitched together. Right. But I don't know if I don't know if I I'm not saying that the Palpatine clone theory is stupid or wrong yeah. by any means. I'm just saying I don't know if I'm gonna buy that one just yet. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of that. Um I mean the whole, you know, the sequel trilogy storyline but with the whole, you know, the, the lineage thing. I mean, I, I, of course, it, I guess, affects the entire saga, but um, I would personally prefer to keep that in the the, the sequels, just for, you know, simplicity's right. sake. Because yeah. there's no need to, like, make 50 connecting dots, necessarily, you know, through the Bad Batch, through, like, a clone lineage, you know? Like, I think I like the idea of, oh, this is the last clone ever made. That would be really interesting. Yeah, I think. exactly. So. Last clone ever made from a from obviously a different host and are we going to find if it is the last clone 
are we going to find out who that host was? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, what are the odds that it could have been the last of Django's clones, too, though? I mean, does it look like Django? I'm trying to remember. Or does it look completely I different? Think they have blonde hair. Okay. Yeah. I think the kid has blonde hair. Okay. Yeah, it's been, so it's been a couple weeks since I saw the trailer, but yeah. I think the kid had blonde hair, so yeah, I, it'd be really interesting. <laughs> so that that was the most intriguing and more most puzzling thing because I was so focused after they showed the kid the first time I was watching the trailer, my mind went to thinking the whole time I'm watching the rest of the trailer, who's this kid? Yeah. What what could some theories be? And that's what my mind was thinking. And I kind of like just spaced on the rest of the trailer. I had to go back and watch it again. So yeah, that's the most intriguing thing to me is finding out who this kid is. Yeah, that will be interesting. And that's probably maybe a mystery they'll explore, you know, as the show progresses. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, because this, if I remember correctly, the Bad Patch is going to go beyond Order sixty six, right? Yes. And it's going to kind of focus on their, I guess, view and mission as, you know, obviously things change yeah. in the galaxy. Yeah, it looked to me from the trailer as well that, as we see at the beginning of the trailer too, we see Tarkin. And it looks like he's trying to be the leader of the Bad Batch and sending them out, send them out on a mission to destroy the rest of the Jedi or something or the rest of the yeah. clones or something yeah. and I think yeah. they refuse yeah. so so that's going to be obviously really interesting to see like yeah because I don't think that they, entire idea I don't think they conform to Order 66 I really don't I don't think one they either didn't have the chip or they um didn't have the chip put in to begin with because they were like the weird batch, the genetically in, enhanced or whatever. Right, you, or modified the, or different. Well, the bad batch. Yeah, yeah. They were the rotten batch, so maybe they were like, you know what? Don't even bother putting chips in these idiots. So Basically, yeah. Because they are very unconventional. So yeah. it would make sense that they would not have the chip and that they would be kind of off their own independent, you know, right. sector of operation. Right. But, yeah, I'm very much looking forward to it. I think it's going to be some really interesting Star Wars and make yeah. some really good viewing. Uh, of course, I welcome the, you know, the animated style back that the Clone Wars has done in. Oh, yeah. Seeing that being brought back, it was going to be awesome. It's, it's gorgeous animation. So... Yeah. It's going to be yeah. awesome to see that back in action. Yeah, and another, like another thing I brought up before we hit record was, now I just want to emphasize to the listeners because I don't need any tweets going, dude, that's not true. I just want to, it's a rumor. This is strictly a rumor, and all the articles I've seen online indicate that it's a rumor. So take that, take that into what I'm about to say. Um, Star Wars Detours was rumored, is rumored to also drop on May 4th on Disney Plus. Now, 
I'm I'm for one hoping it's true because I think Detours looks funny and it would be a good lighthearted thing to put on there as an option for us Star Wars fans if we want to check it out or not because it's been sitting there on the shelf I think ever since 2012 or 2013 and we've known about it that long and we've seen the trailer we've seen clips from it I think it looks funny I would love to see it drop. Disney change their mind and say, you know what? We're putting this on Disney Plus for everyone to see. They worked hard on it. Why not show it to you? So I'm hoping that rumor is true. But like I said, take it for what it is. It's a rumor. And if you go look it up on online, all articles indicate that they're rumors. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. Um course you know with rumors especially with star wars rumors mm-hmm. it seems that like every single possible event that can happen sadly you know can be you know just completely falsely made up but you know hopefully you know for people that were interested in the show they'll get something you know out of it but we can right. only unfortunately all we can do is hope you know yeah There's nothing we can do but We'll see. It would be an interesting May the Force surprise, though. Um, yeah. I will say, though, for some of the stuff they have dropped recently, some, I guess, the classic stuff. Oh, yeah, the vintage. Two, yeah, the 2003 Clone Wars stuff. I have it on DVD, but it's great to see it on Disney+. Plus. And I think, hopefully, a lot of people will now watch it, because I feel like it's not really yeah. talked about, just because it's not really well-known. And that's a shame, because it really is awesome. Yeah, it's some good work, and I haven't actually myself had a chance to sit down and watch it on Disney Plus yet. I was actually, since they are from my childhood, I actually was more excited about the Ewok content. And Mm -hmm. I sat down and probably powered through almost both seasons of the Ewok cartoon. And yes, it brought back good memories of me on Saturday morning watching my Ewoks. But as I got knowing the second season I was like yeah it's some of them were were hard to get through yeah I but they're not the highest yeah. quality yeah they're not but it was something fun to watch and brought back some like I said some good memories and then I went and watched the two Ewok movies now those I really enjoyed better yes it I'll say this the Ewok cartoons are not as bad as a holiday special the okay. Ewok, well, not, I'm not, what did I say, cartoon? No, the Ewok movies aren't as bad as the holiday special. The Ewok movies I really enjoyed, and as I was watching them, I was like, you know what? I do remember seeing this. I remember laying on the floor of the living room with my brother and my, you know, twin sisters watching these movies. And yeah. yes, they are a little campy, but. So is Batman 66, but I still watch Batman 66. So, I mean, yeah, you, you, you can sit down and enjoy a nice campy thing from your childhood. Yeah, absolutely. But like I just said, I admitted that, you know, some of the Ewok cartoon episodes were hard to get through. But back as a kid, I guarantee I was loving every second of it. So Yeah, as a kid, you know, it's not as noticeable. You know, you're not really... Right. I guess judging more of a work is like, oh, this is something from, like, you know, I like Star Wars, therefore I will watch Star Wars. And, right. You know, I was like that as a kid. Now, um, there, I think there, 
people are talking that the droid cartoon from the early 80s too is going to be dropping on Disney Plus hopefully on May the 4th as well yeah. so that will be part of the vintage collection there as well and you never know like I said I think I said on the last episode when I mentioned that the cartoon, the Boba Fett cartoon from the holiday special hit the vintage collection maybe we are that close much closer to getting Disney to say you know what screw it We'll drop the that horrible holiday special in there for you too. So, <laughs> just just so everybody can watch it and experience it just once, even yeah. though it is out there on YouTube for you to experience if you want to. Yeah, um, holiday special. It's just it's so infamous at this point, you know. Like Disney, if they were, you know, if they had like a sense of humor, which I don't know, you know, who knows. If, what they're thinking over there at, you know, Lucasfilm or whoever's making these decisions. You know, if they were just to embrace it for the meme at this point, embrace it, you know, for the part of the culture it's become in, in Star Wars fandom and right. release it and release, like, some Life Day merch, I think they could turn into something a little nice. But, yeah. you know, it, yeah, it, it's pretty awful. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, there, there's something to be said about, you know, embracing the infamy of it using it maybe for a, a quick cash grab on some merch and just moving on and just having it there. Exactly. Um, you know, you could you could turn into that. If I was my decision, I would I would do that. I would have it for the meme, make some money yeah. off some shirts and stuff and um, you know, and just have it there. But, you know, I yeah. who knows. We can only I guess hope for that as a as a fandom. Yeah. But, and another thing more I think sort of suggestions and stuff that they could drop on Disney Plus and make it part of that vintage collection section they have. They could release, even though they did drop the old Muppet shows on Disney Plus and the Mark Hamill episode is in that, mm. they could do other like variety shows from the late 70s and 80s, early 80s that had a Star Wars theme because I think the Donnie and Marie show had, they, they did an episode where Donnie played Luke and Marie played Leia all throughout the entire episode. Yeah. They could drop that, that one episode on the Disney plus or Star Wars vintage collection and maybe drop some old like talk show interviews with Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher. But those part is a bit vintage collection. It doesn't all have to be, um, what do you like scripted yeah, Star like, Wars? Like, yeah, like it can, it can be beyond that. It kind of like the um, documentary for the Mando. Yeah, in a way. Exactly. They can. They can. Drop, I was just about to say they can drop all the documentaries that they did, but I think those are on the extras of the movies that are already on there. So. Yeah. They don't have to. They're already on there. Yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, yeah. There's, there's plenty of stuff from that was on TV back in the day that had something to do with Star Wars. Because mm -hmm. I'm almost positive I'm right about the Donnie Marie show thing where they, they played Luke and Leia. I vaguely remember watching that episode. That's another show that me and my brother used to watch when we were kids. Um, trying to think of another variety type show that had had them on I 
Huh. I'm not sure if Sunday and Cher had them on or not. I I haven't watched any. I, I really wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, and it, way before your time, but yeah, I'm yeah. just trying to think of like stuff that they could, you know, build up that vintage section with. Because I think that would be really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It is really interesting to see, you know, what was going on in, in you know, a certain point of time like that, you know, and what Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher might have been saying 40 years ago. You yeah. Know? It's seeing, like, the audience's reaction. Right. You know, I don't know. It's like, is there a talk show that would have come out, like, a few months before Return of the Jedi came out? And you right. can see, like, the audience and the host wanting to ask all these questions about Return of the Jedi, wanting to know more, kind of like what happened with The Force Awakens and the rest of the Star Wars movies. That that would be cool, you know? Yeah. Just, just to see that point in time before people knew what happened in Empire or in, you know, Return of the Jedi. Um, but... Yeah, oh, my I'm goodness. Not... As you were talking, just thought... They could drop um, all of the original movie reviews that Gene Siskel and Roger Ebert did on each Star Wars movie and put them in the vintage collection. They could do that. So we, so you could hear what these guys thought of the movie when they first saw it. Yeah. And, well, they, they just released, I think it was on YouTube, their, their initial review of Star Wars from 1977. And yet, listening to Cisco and Ebert talk about Star Wars is just is just awesome because all they really do is shower it with love. So yeah, I mean, they even got they, they even can put there was an interview I think on Nightline back in 1980, 1980 I think the year Empire came out, mm-hmm. and they had they had Roger. Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel in there. And they also had this other film critic on there that didn't like The Empire Strikes Back. He thought it was garbage. And if you, if you can go find, yeah, if you can go find it on YouTube, it's classic because Roger and Ebert tear this guy apart. They like what's that? Rightfully so. I mean, yeah. it's an amazing movie. I think at one point, I think it was Gene Sistel said, he goes, I would hate to see what your childhood was if you didn't think that movie evoked some some kind, you know, some younger feelings in you. Yeah. So it, it was just awesome to watch them tear this guy apart. <laughs> yeah. It's fun to have a scapegoat every once in a while, right? Yeah. And yeah. I think it is on YouTube because I think that's where I discovered it the first time, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is awesome!" Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't see how anyone, even if you're like not a fan of Star Wars, and but you are maybe like a, a fan or like you appreciate film. I mean, you. I think even then, like it's almost pretty universally like seen like Empire for what it was was probably the best of the original trilogy. You know. Yeah. Like, everyone has, like, their own subjective opinion, but you could say for how a movie is, for being a movie, Empire was probably at the, the best out of the three. Yeah. So, yep. I, I just don't see how you can uh, attack it, you know, from any angle. Um, well, 
He, I think his main arguments were it was putting like deadened thoughts into kids nowadays. They're not going to want to learn about this or that. They're just, oh, this stuff. You know, he just think it was it, it's mindless entertainment or whatever. Well, you know what? Half of know. more than half of entertainment's mindless. That's, so I mean, the Empire is that's probably the most mysterious and thought-provoking out of all three movies. Exactly. Like, everything with the Force and the mystery behind the Force, you know, and, uh, you know, do or do not, there is no try, you know, with all of Yoda's philosophy, like, it's the most thought-provoking and, like, deep, you know, out of all three of them. Yeah. yeah. So, and that's just, that's weird. That's such a weird argument to make. Yeah, I don't know what this guy was thinking, but... Yeah, I don't he, know what he had to smoke before he came on that show. Yeah. But. <laughs> but he he definitely didn't view it the way that most people viewed it back in 1980, but he had his opinion and he was letting it known and like Cisco and Ebert were letting this guy know, "Hey, this is our opinion." Yeah. So and yet, like I said, and if you think about it, Half, more than half the entertainment is mindless. That's what they create movies and TV shows for, is for yeah. us to escape. Escapism is extremely important. Yeah. And if he doesn't think escapism is important, I feel sorry for him, too. Yeah. So. People would go crazy without something to turn to, you know? If you were just stuck in the monotony of, of everyday life with, like, no passions to, or hobbies right. or interests to follow... And even if yep. these certain hobbies and interests aren't necessarily thought-provoking or academic, which in a lot of cases they are, you know, like like film and and you know all these Star Wars movies and movies has turned into a into a whole just art form, you know. Right. There's people that study it, there's people that work in it, create it. They you know they write, they direct, they um, you know they work on like the technical side, production. I mean it's it's just I don't know, such a dumb argument to make. Yeah. Yeah, and. <laughs> Speaking of, like, entertainment and escapism and mindless stuff, my wife and I had a movie night on Saturday night, and we ended up watching a movie called Anna and the Apocalypse. And if you guys haven't heard about that movie, it came out in 2017. I think I remember hearing about it back then, but... I don't think it got a wide release in the United States. It's, I think it's a British film. Okay. It was described as Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. Because it's basically a zombie musical. Interesting. And it was hysterical. Yeah. We couldn't stop laughing at points oh my wife even she was she got so into this movie she actually had an emotional reaction at one point of the movie she actually teared okay. up and she started apologizing to me for crying i was like no i said it's an emotional scene i said don't feel like that she goes well we were just laughing i was like yeah so we were supposed to but this isn't one of those moments mm-hmm. but yeah it was a I thought it was a fun ride, and I also enjoy musicals as well, so. Mm, yeah. But 
as we were watching it, not even 20 minutes into the movie, I, I told my wife, I'm like, yeah, I could see them describing it as Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land, but I would even go another step and say Shaun of the Dead, La La Land, and High School Musical all blended up. Okay. So it was, yeah, yeah like I said, it was just hysterical. For so, some reason. It takes um, place during Christmas, so there's another... It's a Christmas movie, too, so... Yeah. Interesting. I mean, for some reason, you describing that reminded me of the movie Night of the Living Dead, which I don't know if you've seen that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I watched it in a Film Plus last semester. I really liked it, though. It was a yeah. really good movie, actually. Just a black-and-white film, but yeah, really good. I wish there were more horror movies like that actually because I just really liked it was just extremely well done you know like I see why they taught it to us and ta talked about it in, uh, in our film class because it was just it was really good you know it encapsulated a lot of really good things about the you know the horror genre and it was just yeah. a really good movie but I have not seen a oh man didn't Zombieland just have a sequel come out in the past year or two yeah and I, have, I have not seen it yet I have not either I need to watch. I mean, it, I, I love really Zombie Land. Yeah, yeah, the first one was great. So, um, and I was, I was actually, I was just like, you know, surfing around on Twitter last night after we watched the movie, and I just happened to come across the main, the head actress's Twitter account from that played Anna in the movie. And I just, you know, figured, what the heck. I actually tweeted out to her. I said, any any word or any plans for a sequel? Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping for a sequel because I liked it that much. And I think they can do one. It, it was only in 2017. I mean, yeah. they could come back, what, getting to be, maybe they can do one like five years later and we could see what the world is now and what the survivors are up to and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think they, I think they could do a sequel for it, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, these days it seems like almost every franchise is getting rewritten, retcon, right. sequeled, you know, so it, it's nothing outside of the room of possibility for anything. It seems these days. So, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it just depends on the demand and popularity for it, you know. But right. yeah, um, I think I I could see this this and in the apocalypse movie being one of those cult classics here in about ten years. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. I, I've heard people walk around and they they would throw out the name of a cult classic movie, and I would be like, "What's that?" You know. And they're mm -hmm. like, "Oh, you haven't heard of it?" Now go check it out, and I'll end up really liking it and i'm like okay i see how this one became you know fan favorite if you're into that kind of stuff so yeah yeah there are some movies out there that i never heard of but people are real big fans of them and that's how they become hidden cult classics yeah speaking of cult classics and just kind of infamous movies i recently watched the disaster artist which i don't know if you've seen that no i haven't the one reason I haven't seen it yet is because I actually want to watch the movie Room first. 
Yeah, the room before Disaster Artist. Yeah, oh. I want to watch the actual movie before I see the movie about the guy that made that terrible movie. Yeah, that's fair. Um, so I actually, so I watched it with some friends. I had not seen The Room, but even still, like I knew a lot about it. I had seen several scenes because oh, yeah. obviously it's been so memed that oh, I've yeah. probably seen half the movie just in different YouTube clips. Uh, right. But, um, the, oh man, The Disaster Artist was such a good movie. And it had like a lot of good talent in it. Um, man, that was such a good movie. Um, and it just it reminded me, you're talking about cool classics. Obviously, The Room yeah. has a really infamous following. And yeah. the man, Tommy Wiseau, who's made it, is one of the most interesting figures in, you could say, modern cinema or just cinema in general. And the mystery yeah. behind him adds to the hype and everything. Um, he's it's just a really interesting um, story, you know, really interesting personality and, and uh, Tommy Wiseau, and of course just that movie showing how it all comes together uh, all the performances were really good as well um, so I do highly recommend The Disaster Artist, if or if not, you've, you know, seen The Room right, um, yeah, and of course well, watching The Room is only going to add break down and watch it. yeah I'm about to break down and watch it because I'm having a hard time finding the the room on any streaming service. So oh, yeah. I might just go, yeah, screw it. You know what? I'm going to watch it anyway. Yeah. I don't know what you could watch the room on. Maybe you could rent it on YouTube. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm and the cult classic movies that we're, that we're talking about, there's I have one of my favorite ones from the 80s that I consider a cult classic. I'm not sure if it technically is or not, but I consider it one because, one, it wasn't a big movie back when it originally came out in the early 80s. Mm. And over time, it started gaining popularity. Um, it's called Night of the Comet. It, okay. It's a post it's a post-apocalyptic movie it you know comet apparently you know comes real close to the earth and if it didn't kill you when it went by it turned you into a zombie so interesting but if you were in like anything that was lead lined at the time of the passing of the comet mm -hmm. you were fine because the main star of the movie, she was in a projection booth of a projection booth of a movie theater she worked at, and the projection booth was lead locked. Mm. So she was fine. Mm -hmm. I forget where her sister was hiding when she went home to check on her family the next morning, but her sister was apparently hiding in something that was lead lined. So interesting. I mean, it's a wacky concept when you stop and think about it, but. It's it's one of those movies that's just a fun ride, and when you watch it nowadays, it is the stereotypical '80s movie. So yeah, but it, I I watch at least once a year. I just love it so much. So uh, that's awesome. I've not heard about it, but that's that's pretty interesting. Seems like something out of the '80s, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> crazy sci-fi concept. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so if 
you didn't die. It made you like sort of a mutant, but it just looks like a zombie. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but whatever the whatever the uh, the costume you know department had a budget for that, that's what they became. Right. <laughs> Somehow. But yeah. Yeah. But. There's there's plenty of horror cult classics out there that I still have I've heard of, but haven't been able to check out yet that I plan to because yeah. sometimes those are the most entertaining and fun movies to watch so oh yeah definitely yeah having like a different experience you know uh, you know n- not necessarily or sometimes even definitely offbeat films that don't really conform to anything that you would think of in a conventional movie those can be a really good ride and a nice you know change of pace so right. it's always appreciated to you know, try out something a little bit different here or there that you would normally watch. Um, yeah, and real quick here before we, you know, go into another topic discussion. Yeah. If if anybody out there is like me that's into like the good 1980s, 90s cult classic movies, there's a podcast out there that I've been listening to over the last two years really good movie or a really good podcast these guys talk about the movies that you would as a kid you would have to sneak downstairs and watch after your parents go to bed so um the name of the podcast is podcasting after dark and they cover all the cult classic movies they they have covered night of the comet they covered uh, Night of the Living Dead, they covered um, The Blob. What's another one they covered? The Stuff. So they cover okay. all They cover all the cult classics. So. Oh, and they're really fun to listen to, too, because the way they... Yeah, they rip on some of the movies when they talk about them, but it's done out of love. But, yeah. Um, speaking of, like, things or movies that are titled The, followed by something ominous, Ominous? How do you pronounce that word? Yeah, ominous. Ominous, yeah. Like, hmm, I can't pronounce it for some reason. Um, one I always see brought up, but I haven't seen it, is The Thing. Yes. And I don't really know what it's about. I'm guessing a thing that's weird, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if that would also be considered right up in there. Is you're, Are you talking about the John Carpenter's The Thing? I think it's, it's 80s era, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah it, the one. actually the one in the 80s was a remake and the original is from I forget what year the original is from but the one in the 80s was a remake and it's a really good movie you should check it out it has Kurt Russell's in it oh really okay yeah it's about yeah it's about a thing um, okay they're up in the I think it's the Antarctic mm. you know they have one of these like I forget what these guys are up there doing, but they're working. They have a camp up there. Mm-hmm. You know, sub-zero conditions. They find this thing in the ice, and they bring it back to their thing, and it end up, ends up being some kind of alien creature or something that can take over your body. So, okay. but it is a really great movie, and I don't, like I said, I don't think I've ever seen the original. I've just seen the Kurt Russell one because that's my favorite. Yeah. And but yeah, the Kurt Russell one's definitely one to watch and I I am thinking about seeking out the original and checking that out to see what it was like. 
but John Carpenter did the one from the eighties. The same guy that did uh, the Halloween movies. Yeah. I uh, man, Kurt Russell. That's not a name. I'm trying to think of the something I would have seen that would have had Kurt Russell in it. Let's see. Um, Guardians Two. Oh yeah, yeah, that's perfect. He played example. Ego. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was in the Hateful Eight. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That was a good movie oh, too. Tombstone? That's yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, he played Wyatt Earp in Tombstone. Yeah. Like duh. Okay. No wonder. I was like, yes, I know him, but from what? And now I'm looking at all his films. I'm like, okay. Oh. Yeah. There's oh Miracle. Okay. Yeah. He played yeah. the coach. Ah oh, yes. Man, that's another good movie. And I like Miracle a lot. Yeah. And another fun fact. Um, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn's son, Wyatt Russell, is um, John Walker in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Okay. He's playing the new Cap, if you want to call him that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he he's doing a really good job of you know making me hate him. So. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's their kid, and I mean. When what's the last episode of that you you saw? So, so actually, so recently I've been I've been slowly in very irregular time period. It's more of I wake up and I'm just in a Marvel mood, so I'll like I'll go and watch something Marvel. Okay. Um, so I've been making my way through. Recently, I watched the first Doctor Strange movie in anticipation for the second one. I have to say, I think Doctor Strange the movie probably. Broke my top three favorite Marvel movies. I love it. Okay. Doctor Strange was awesome. Um, and then I also like binged the um, pretty much all of WandaVision with my roommate, and we went through and saw all of that. But, anyways, that's a roundabout way of saying I've only seen the first episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, okay. So yeah. I'm not. Yeah. You only saw um, John Walker there at the very end. Then. Yeah. Okay. But I've heard very bad things about him. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've heard yeah. I've heard as a comparison um, that like Steve Rogers is who oh. America wants to be and John Walker is who America is. I've heard that, that that's the comparison that I was given. <laughs> yeah. I, I think so. that's a good comparison, but I would say I would compare him better this way. I'll say Steve Rogers was um, God and John Walker's the devil. <laughs> So, okay, yeah, I, I've heard he sucks. Uh, but, yeah, it. I don't want to give anything away, but this yeah. last episode, episode five, the episode right before the series finale, which is coming up this coming Friday, mm -hmm. um, was was really, really nuts. So, yeah. And, yeah. What, once you... Uh, watch it we're definitely gonna have to probably devote a whole episode to that entire series that sounds good that sounds good because yeah. yeah well you haven't gotten to that part yet it's in episode two where you finally see her but Aaron, Aaron Kellyman the actress that played Empress Nest mm -hmm. she is in this series as well okay and she does a really good job cool well, I would definitely uh, look forward to you know getting back into it. I'll I'll watch it at some point. Um, but I mean I don't know if we want to 
briefly just talk about you know, like WandaVision and or um, Doctor Strange, but I really enjoyed both of them. Yeah, I think you mentioned about Doctor Strange being there in your top five or top, uh, top favorite three. Marvel movies. Yeah, like it, it was I think really it's, high up there. I think it's one of the underrated Marvel movies, to tell you the truth. Yeah, you don't hear it had, talking about it. It had mixed reviews when it first came out. Yeah. And, of course, I didn't see it when it came out because I was so far behind on my Marvel movies, I decided I'll just watch it when I finally buy it. Yeah. So, but when I did get around to watch it, I was like, why were some people having problems with this one? I thought that was really well done. Great casting. Oh, yeah. And you were supposed to think he was a jerk in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Because... When he finally gets to uh, wherever he had to go to, you know, right. get his hands fixed, mm-hmm. no wonder she didn't want to help him yet, because he was a jerk. So. Yeah, that's the point. It's just, like, the character development in that movie is great. Yeah, he was, uh, he was one of them pompous doctors that couldn't do no wrong. Mm-hmm. So, and, yeah, I just, when I first saw that movie, I just saw the car accident coming at the beginning I was like yeah the dude's speeding on the windy mountain road and he's gonna go off the cliff yeah so and also I think they were saying the the phone call he got in his car that night about the person that they wanted to bring in for strange to operate on uh huh was uh, Rhodey. It would I'm happen not sure right if I know after, who that is. Uh, Rhodey was a uh, war machine. Tony Stark's oh. best friend. The, oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was right after... I forget which Marvel movie it was that Rhodey had his accident. Civil War. Okay, Civil okay. War, yeah, yeah, Rhodey yeah. had his accident. And his, he couldn't work his legs anymore. You know, he was... You know, paralyzed. Right. That whoever was on the he was on the phone with was talking about, oh, they're bringing this high-profile guy in. You know, he need needs operated on, ASAP. Yeah. That that was Rhodey they were talking about. And okay. I didn't find that out until after I saw the movie. I heard someone on a podcast talking about it, yeah. and then I went back and watched the movie and listened specifically listened to the conversation. Yeah. And I was like. Holy crap, that is Rhodey, because what they're explaining happened. Yeah, that's from Civil War. So, mm. okay. Everything ties in in the Marvel Universe. It's awesome. It does. Yeah, they do a really good job connecting it. So, um, Yeah, the thing I was talking to to my roommate who I watched it with, um, I was telling him, like, like, I like Marvel, but I'm not necessarily like heavily inclined to read much of the comic stuff. Right. Um, however, there have been two like series that have been like really... Well, there's only one until Doctor Strange, but there's only been like two Marvel comics I've been really interested in. The first one was the Guardians comics. I'd love to like get a hold and collect those. And then now I would love also to read the Doctor Strange comics, just because I loved the concept of it and you know the philosophy, you know, that was kind of like thrown in there, and you know just everything about like you know all the different I guess you could say universes. It was, it was really cool, really well done, and I just thought it was one of the better. Uh, I don't know. It just had really good characters um, yeah. know, in it. So, like, man, yeah. 
this is really good. I can't believe I'm just not watching this. Right up yeah. my alley with some of the sci-fi stuff too. Like it was awesome. So I'm right. really looking forward to the sequel. Yeah. But yeah. And yeah. any anyway, yeah. Um, what did you think of WandaVision since you just recently watched the whole series? Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I thought it was a fun ride um, from beginning to end. Uh, definitely, of course, got a little bit sad there in the end. I don't know if yeah. we're gonna. I I guess we can let spoilers fly, right? Yeah. Yeah, basically, when you know Wanda has to depart from her whole family, essentially, and our kids, yeah. um, and it was just sad to see that. Um, but a really good story. Um, I loved um, Agnes. I thought she was such a good character. Ended oh, up yes. having such a you know awesome ending. You know, kind of fight she... with her. Yeah, she was fun. Agnes yeah. was a fun villain. I really loved her. Um, yeah. And I'm sorry, but I had a little fanboy squeal type moment in the one episode where I think it was the episode right before the last episode when Agnes finally in the MCU, they finally, I guess they finally got the rights to be able to say it. She called her the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And I just kind of like had a little fanboy squeal moment when she said that. I'm like, oh my God, they said it. Yeah. And and then the next episode where I saw her in the Scarlet Witch outfit, that yeah. I told my wife, said, that's the only thing I wanted to see in this series. I wanted to see her in that traditional, well, the traditional Scarlet Witch outfit was the one she wore during the Halloween episode. Mm, yeah. The, the the bad looking one, but I think everyone knows what I mean. The sort of like you see that outfit, you know that's the Scarlet Witch. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, and when she was in that, I was like, yes, it's about time. Yeah. So, yeah. moving was... forward, I think we're next time we see Wanda. I think it's supposed to be in the second Doctor Strange movie. Yeah, that's what I heard too. So, and I was gonna stay on that on that like same token, like, and you even said this earlier how everything's connected. But there are so many like different things happening in the Marvel universe. I mean, you got like the Guardians in like one corner doing something, and you have the Avengers, and you have like you know they all each have their own individual storylines, and then you have like the full like magic system like with like the witches and everything. Like, there's just so much going on, and it's really impressive how they keep it all wound together you know right. it doesn't just all like fall out on like spaghetti or something like they're keeping this um mcu very tightly knit and yeah. i think that's kind of keeping it together right because it's not just a bunch of random things that are just which is fun in its own right but the fact right. that we can see how one thing feeds into the other and how one timeline could like completely change everything like it did in infinity war and endgame um right yep so it's it's just it's a it's for what it is, it, it's quite impressive. And I just, I just think it's awesome. Just like with Star Wars, MCU's going to be these these TV series. These aren't standalone TV series. It's all going to weave in between the movies and the series that are going to be on Disney Plus in the future. Everything's going to weave into the big overall universe of marvel and yeah i just think that's awesome and i know yeah. some people are going well not everybody has disney plus and oh we're not going to be able to watch the series 
and we're going to go see a movie and they're going to reference something to the series that we don't understand um i i understand that frustration because i don't have every single streaming service either so i can't watch certain shows that sound like i would be really into because i don't have that streaming service but there there's other ways that they could probably watch these series in the future you could i'm pretty sure they're going to release them on blu-rays for people to buy um yeah maybe just like you know do the the shady thing and like ask your friend for their login information yeah (laughs) and go ahead and borrow their you know disney account for a day yeah Uh, but yeah but yeah it's i understand that frustration but yeah i just think it's really cool that that's how the mcu is going is now going forward and the directions they're taking because oh my goodness and yeah i i am looking forward to loki i think loki's the next one up on the the slate i think it's coming out may sometime i think so that that sounds about right Marvel fan, we're not going to have long to wait between the end of Falcon and Winter Soldier and Loki. So, and then, of course, after Loki, we're going to have, or during, I guess, the airing of that series is going to be Black Widow. Yeah. Where's Black Widow in July? Mm, yeah, Black Widow's Black... in July. Is it July? Okay. Yeah. So, Loki will already be done. Mm-hmm. But after that, you'll have Black Widow. And I've already, you know, decided I will go see that in theater because I want to see a Marvel movie on the big screen again. It's been far too long. And it's been far too long. Well, last movie I did see in the theater was Wonder Woman 84. Mm-hmm. But it's been far too long for a Marvel movie on the big screen for me. And I think for everybody. Yeah. So that's one reason I'm going to see it. And of course, the other reason is I, for me and my wife to go see Black Widow at our local theater, because we usually don't get the popcorns and sodas when we go see a movie. Okay. We just go in and watch the movie. Uh-huh. It's going to cost us maybe like a total of like 20 bucks or so for two tickets yeah. to see the movie. And compare that to 30 bucks, the pay you the extra to see it on Disney Plus right. no I'm not going to do that so yeah no that's fair um, I don't know I'm actually going to the movie theater this upcoming weekend um, oh. and it's not actually it's for a, it's for an anime there's an anime movie coming out um, okay. for, uh, for Demon Slayer so oh, it's like I was going to say is it is it Mortal Kombat it is not Mortal Kombat, um, but that looks awesome. I, yeah, I saw the trailer. That's a lot of fun. I also, um, I've also been hearing mixed things about Godzilla vs Kong. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, and really, I have not seen any of the new Godzilla slash Kong movies. Like, I haven't seen the Godzilla movie. I haven't seen Skull Island. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I need someone to tell me if these movies, yes, they're all like related, but they're not all connected. You don't have to, they stand alone, I guess is what yeah. I'm trying to say. If someone could tell me out there if they, 
their standalone movies. I wouldn't mind checking out uh, Godzilla yeah. and Kong sometime because it looks really good. And plus, I like uh, Millie Bobby Brown, and she's supposedly in this new Kong movie. So, I, I would yeah. like to see her play. I like to see her. I like to see her seeing her play other characters other than Eleven on Stranger Things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah. But- I mean that that'll be I guess my my next theater experience. Before that, it was Wonder Woman '84, which was I guess was that January release. I, I believe think. so. Yeah, so it would have been a good. Well, I mean, four months, but that's to me personally, that's way too much time. You know, if I had it my way, I'd be seeing a movie every week or something. Um, yeah, actually, I love the theater experience so much. But yeah, actually, that was my reality for a long time. Because one from 1989, when I was 20 years old, until I was almost 30 years old, I worked at an AMC movie theater. Yeah. So I was seeing movies almost every day. Yeah. And then after that, I, you know, me and my friends, we would go see a movie at least once or twice a weekend. So, mm-hmm. it was like my reality for a long time, and yeah. then after, not saying after I got married, you know, all of a sudden all that goes away, but right. it did. It slowed down, mm-hmm. and it's not because we didn't want to go; it's because you're using your money for other things. Yeah. So, you we had to pick and choose, but. We are slowly trying to get back to where I think me and wife have talked about, hey, why don't we pick a movie, agree on the movie, at least once a month that we'll go see in the theater. Yeah. And because we have already agreed that she wants to see the new Suicide Squad movie in the theater. Mm -hmm. Fine. We'll go see that when it comes out. I told her I want to see Black Widow. We'll see that when it comes out. Yeah. So, and I'm pretty sure in November, whenever it comes out, I would love to see the new Ghostbusters movie in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. I love to see, I mean, the new Ghostbusters movie looks like a lot of fun. Uh, No Time to Die. I've been waiting for that movie for so long since, I guess, pandemic. Oh, yeah. That that one's the classic one keep getting pushed back. Holy Yeah. Yeah, also Dune as well, I think, got bumped to this fall. Yeah. And that's another one I'm looking forward to. So there is a lot of uh, stuff that I am really itching to see. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, everything else. You know, Black Widow. I will go see James Gunn's Suicide Squad because it's James Gunn. And yeah, because it, I like, what's his name? Is it King Shark? Is that? Is that yeah, the, oh my yeah. goodness, yes. King Shark and James Gunn alone, I will go see that. And it does look like good fun. It looks much more competent than the last one, definitely. It really looks like good fun. I mean, come on. I already love the character of Harley Quinn. Mm -hmm. I will see any movie with her in it, so, as Harley Quinn. So, they had me there, and just to see... um, Colonel Rick Savage, not in a uniform, mm-hmm. but him having his bleached hair and 
wearing a yeah. t-shirt i was like yes this is gonna be awesome so yeah seeing rick flag like that i was like yes but yeah that one looks like a good fun ride and yeah i mean there are some good movies coming back out and movie theaters are slowly starting to open back up mm-hmm. like i said our cinema is now open on friday saturdays and sundays so and i'm pretty sure that'll get expanded as the spring and summer move along but yeah. as of right now they're open on the weekends and that's a good thing because i think people are gonna start getting out more especially now that you know more and more people are getting vaccinated and feeling safe enough to go back out so yeah it i think the movies this year are going to be good absolutely i I hope so i hope after the drought that we had during covid yeah and before we start wrapping stuff up i think speaking about movies um i don't i guess everyone has been seeing that it is it looks like it is official indiana jones 5 is happening yeah and we got two cast announcements added to the cast i think within two or three days of each other uh the first announcement came out that bb waller bridge will be added to the cast as one of the female leads and if people say that name sounds familiar she played and did the voice of L3 from Solo. And the other announcement we got that made me even more excited for this movie was Mads Mikkelsen was added to the cast. And right away I thought, great villain. And I almost guarantee he's going to be the main villain in this. And my guess for Phoebe Waller-Bridge's character, I think she's going to be the femme fatale to him. Be mm-hmm. his, like, maul in this thing, so... I think that's who she's going to be playing. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, what they go, or which direction they go with, um... Um, Indy 5. Just... I don't know. I mean, it... We'll see. We'll see what they do. I, there's just so much unknown. You know, we yeah. are getting some more slowly, you know, as you were talking about, some more casting information and slowly probably a trickle of info. But um, I guess we'll have a lot more to go off of once we get the first trailer, which might not yeah. be for, what, years? I mean, haven't, yeah, they been talking about in, haven't they been talking about Indiana Jones 5 since Disney bought Lucasfilm? Yes. Yeah. Almost a decade ago more... at this point. Yeah, I think it was. I think that talk was more or less fanboys like me hoping for it. So, yeah. yeah, and I'm saying right now the the one the next casting announcement we hear, I really hope it's. Um, I'm trying to get his name here real quick. I really hope it's John Rhys Davis is the next name we hear, and people don't know that name he was Sala in Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade okay I would love to see him come back as Sala in this if this is going to be the last indie movie it's only right that he be he be in it so I mean I'm pretty sure 
of course, Harrison Ford's already confirmed. And I think Karen Allen is confirmed that she's coming back as uh, Marion Ravenwood. So, I mean, it just makes sense to bring Solo back. So, I yeah. really hope we get him back. Yeah, that will be interesting to, you know, if he comes back. And it'll be interesting to see if, uh, you know, if it's like we're passing the torch to the next generation of Indy. And like right. here's like you know the, the new indie, or it's like here's like one last ride of all the you know cast. I, I don't know what it's gonna be. I I mean I love the original three movies. Um, I actually have not seen the fourth. Um, okay. But I don't know. You know I I don't really know what I want out of an Indiana Jones five. You know I I just don't know what more they want to do or are going to do. But we'll just have to wait and see and I'm sure that you know once I see it like I, I am looking forward to it but I'm sure yeah. I'll really start to feel the hype once the first trailer comes out so. yeah I mean I'm one of the ones that didn't you know like the I, I liked the fourth one I'm not one of those ones that hated on it I liked it it was a good fun ride I thought the story was good and made sense since it took place in the 50s but that's just me but um, I think some directions they could go with it would be um, since two of the four movies had Indy looking for religious artifacts. Mm-hmm. The Ark of the Covenant and then of course The Last Crusade was about the Holy Grail. Um, yeah. Why not? What the heck? Why not go for the Ark? The yeah. actual Ark. Noah's Ark. That would so, be, uh, yeah, <laughs> that'd be ambitious. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, you know, but I don't know. I know that one might sound silly, but I was, I'm just trying to think of different, like, religious artifacts that are well known that they can make the MacGuffin of the new one. <laughs> but. I say, you know, like I said, it's not that I didn't like the fourth one. I love the fourth one, but I, it would be nice to see them get back to like a religious type artifact that he can go after. Mm-hmm. And tell you the truth, when I was a kid and first saw Raiders of the Lost Ark in 81, yeah, I was what, 11, 12 years old? When I heard the name of the movie, and then I under, started to understand, oh, he's going on search for this thing. I thought it was Noah's Ark. Uh. And then after the, like, in the middle of the movie, I'm like, that's the Ark? I'm like, what the heck? What is that? And then after the movie, my dad had explained to me, he goes, no, it's not Noah's Ark. It was the Ark that they, it's the box that they put the, you know, stone tablets from the Ten Commandments. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. And, yeah, I said it like I was disappointed as a kid, but... Yeah. Yeah, it, you know, so, yeah, when I was a kid, I didn't know what, you know, the, quote, arc was, so... But, yeah, if... If they would get back to, like, the religious artifact thing, I think that would be really cool to give us, like, an old-fashioned, you know, send them out on something that Indy was passionate about 
you know, going after the religious stuff. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it, it'll be just, fun to see, you know, what they go with it. That'd be a really good direction. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of something they can, you know, another one they can go after. That yeah. doesn't sound as silly as, you know, <laughs> Noah's Ark. I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't know what, you know, they could, hmm. I just got a really kind of funny, crazy, weird idea. What if they went after the lost city of Atlantis? That Some actually people have been talking about that. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And I think that would be a really cool idea. Yes, it's not a, you know, religious artifact, but it's a mysterious, well-known thing that everyone talks about. Yeah. And there has been movies made about it, animated movies, you know, live action movies. So why not have them go look for Atlanta? Yeah, that would be so. very different. I mean, but you could almost say that uh, um, Temple of Doom was very different as well in, in its yeah. beat and, and, you know, story. Um, but this would really be like, it'd just be, you know, Indiana Jones, but underwater. Yeah. Probably, you know, basically. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Just have to wait and see. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, we'll hopefully, you know, get more answers on that as time progresses. So. Right. Yep. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, like I said, hopefully they didn't. They, um, you know, because everyone knows, you know, the uh, the makers of Indie Five listen to our podcast. So, hopefully they didn't take my Noah's Ark thing seriously. <laughs> I was just putting an example out there for a religious artifact. Yeah, and I was literally just throwing stuff, you know, throwing ideas out about uh, right. Lost City of Atlantis. I don't know how that would work. I'm sure there's a way to make it happen. There's always there's a will, there's a way, but yeah, we'll, uh, yep. we'll see. But yeah, I think we can end on that note in the note yeah. of the mystery of Indiana Jones for now. Right. Um, but with that, uh, I'll just say again, thank you all so much for tuning in, um, and. I think, I mean, I don't think we'll hit 100 because we had a, you know, a few weeks of scheduling yeah. issues, which is, I mean, that happens. Um, but our 100th is still coming up, so we will yeah. definitely be getting ready for that. Yeah, and as Chris and I were talking after our last episode, we were trying to make our 100th episode be that we can release it on May 4th. But... Yeah that's not going to happen now so yeah but it will be coming up and hopefully it'll be something special we're still trying to work on what that might be might have some return guests try to come on so yeah we'll see yeah definitely definitely but we will keep y'all updated in the loop for that and until then thank you again thank y'all again so much for tuning in um and we hope to get back to you next time soon. Maybe at that point I'll watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier so we can have a discussion on that. Um, and yeah, that, I think that yeah. should do us. Okay, sounds good. All right. Well, I'm Tristan. I'm Jeff. And may the Force be with you. Always. That's not how the Force works. Give the evacuation code signal. Life is about passions. Thank you for sharing ours. This has been the Canto Cast. May, May the, the force, force be with you. With you.
still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Oh.